Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly passing, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mark. Father God, we just praise your name and we thank you for everything. We thank you for all of the trials, all of the tribulations, all of the difficulties, all of the chastening, all of the hardships, all of the fiery trials that are to try us as if something strange has happened to us. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to be able to serve you in these days. We don't understand why we're here. We don't understand how we could have possibly been part of the choice to be here, as some imply. Uh, but we just praise you and we thank you for everything that we're going through. We we pray that you will help us and lead us and show us the way that we need to go. Uh, you know, there's just it, life today is exceedingly confusing for many of us. There's a lot of change taking place in many of our lives. Um, the, the financial system is changing dramatically right now. Uh, food food sources are drying up all over the world. Uh, the things that Jesus warned us about are happening in practically like reading a newspaper and um, many of us are struggling um, you know in many many different ways not just financially uh, but also uh, we are you know struggling with uh, you know pressures that are associated with our daily walk Um, just all kinds of stuff and we just need you father more than ever before we need to draw in closer to you than we could could ever have imagined really and um, and we need to be able to come to a place of absolute and total trust where we we don't even second guess it we know that we are in your hands we know that we are in jesus's hands we know that you have forgiven us we know that as long as we are continuously re-inspecting re-judging ourselves even if we slip and fall not that it should ever be used as an excuse as paul said heaven forbid but father we praise you for your grace we thank you for your incredible and deep deep mercy and love for us and we pray in the name of jesus that you will continue to nurture us move us strengthen us change our direction as 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 you see fit help us to walk 
perfectly as best as we possibly can in your divine will at all times as we see the world kind of breaking down and exploding around about us happening in slow motion no question about it very difficult for most people to be able to see they don't understand things they have uh, they've been taught different things from the Bible and, and, and they've been told that a certain order of events has to occur before you know other things happen uh, in the end times and of course this is going to lead to a deception for them and they will not be prepared for the days that we are jettisoning into right now at a very high rate of speed although again to those of us who are awake and aware uh, it, it, it certainly seems as if it's happening very slowly uh, and that's a difficult that is a difficult walk father but we praise you and we thank you for all of the 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 amazing things that you have shown us uh, over the years we praise you for the very, very, very difficult uh, walk that many of us have had uh, many times tripping and falling and slipping and just, you know, three steps forward, two steps back. But yet when we look back on those uh, on the journey, we see how it has helped us in many ways. Many of us are still struggling with uh, fantastic changes in our lives and uh, trying to overcome uh, the, 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 you know, the bumpy roads that we're still walking on. Uh, but at the same time, we just are little by little drawing any ever so much more closer to you, recognizing that we, our time here is most likely very, very limited. Uh, we have no idea. Uh, but anyway, we thank you also, Father God, for uh, keeping Obama on the scene. Uh, this uh, gives us great encouragement for those of us who believe strongly that, uh, it, you know, that he is, in fact, the the Antichrist, and um, we embrace that as a, uh, you know, kind of a time mitigation uh, uh, attribute of the end times that we can latch on to and uh, continue to use it as uh, something that gives us hope uh, to, to, to keep on pushing through, to keep on trudging through, to keep on punching our way out of the challenges that are thrust at us by the darkness, and we just give you all the praise and glory, Father, and thank you for this journey. Thank you for being merciful. Thank you for remembering we are dust. Psalm 103, verse 11, I believe it is. Thank you, Father, for, for your mercy does endure forever. Thank you for understanding when we do dork up and helping us to, to navigate that narrow path with your help. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the, the scripture in uh, 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 1 John. <clears throat> A scripture in uh, uh, John 1, uh, 1, 9, uh, we just praise you for that, and we just thank you for the days that we are in right now. We thank you for everything. We praise your holy name, and we draw in closer each day a little bit more and become stronger in our walk, both physically and spiritually, uh, uh, you know, as, as we prepare for the next part of this death by 10,000 cuts journey, which it really is for a lot of us. And you understand that, Father. We have seen those prophetic words coming from some of your better prophets, and we've embraced them. And it certainly has gone on uh, for many, 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 many years, uh, longer than any of us had to have, uh, you know, even began to anticipate. Um, uh, and certainly many, many years uh, beyond uh, that, which many of our guests have written books about. And we just thank you for it. Father. We just praise you for it because we have no place else to turn and we wouldn't want to turn any place else. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for every time that you have prayed for us, advocated for us, um, given us a 70 times 7 extra chances. And please, we pray that you will make our, 
our journey even more smooth, more straight, full of trust, and ever more exciting as we go close, grow ever closer to the day that we depart. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you, Father God. Amen. Watch and pray For I would come for you one day I gave you my word so you would know The time I'd come and take you It's time for you to look around The signs I gave for coming down Don't be called a sleeping blind You don't want to be left Come and be home. 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 Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I just found out that my home equity line is uh, the uh, minimum payment has gone up substantially. And um, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, oh, no, you know, what did I do? Did I, you know, it was like a bazillion years ago that I got the ATLOC for some home improvement things that I had to do. And I, I can't remember for the life of me if I did an adjustable rate or not. And if I did, well, I'm in trouble. Uh, so I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to, I'm just going to have to trust God. And, you know, cause if I, you know, again, I, you know, I, people are full of advice and they have all kinds of good ideas and, and a lot of people are making a lot of changes right now. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm at a strange juncture in my life. Uh, and, um, I, you know, and plus I, you know, I'm 60 years old, I'm terribly out of shape and, um, I just can't, you know, it's, it's not, you know, I can't just say, Hey, I'm going to move. You know, who's going to move the furniture? Who's going to move everything? Who's going to put the stuff in the truck? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do, I'm, I'll, you know, I'll die. I will be dead. I, I cannot do it. Okay. It is as simple as that. So that means I have to pay somebody to do it. So, you know, and I don't know. I, and then where would I go? The only thing I can think of is to buy some, you know, trailer or something in the middle. No, because I am definitely not buying a, uh, you know, if I if I have to go into a smaller uh, unit of some type, dwelling place of some type, there's just no way it's going to be connected to somebody. I've been through that for 20 years. I lived in a, um, you know, that kind of a situation. And uh, let me tell you something. You know, when your next door neighbor decides they want to play piano, your life is over. (laughs) 
forget it. You're not going to sleep. Well, you know, when the people above you, if you have people above you, if they decide they're going to do this, that, or the other thing, or their children have, you know, uh, some kind of a disorder or whatnot, and they're going to stomp on the floor, you're not going to sleep. Simple as that. Um, so there are, you know, upsides, downsides, uh, challenging things, but I, I just, uh, I got a notification and I'm like, uh, that number looks a little high. So anyway, somehow, miraculous. And then, of course, my job is kind of like it's it's not like I can't just like call up my boss and say, hey, boss, you know, I'm, I know I'm working for three multi-billion dollar global companies right now all at the same time and everything. And we got to fly to Atlanta for our manager's meeting and all this other stuff. But, you know, I've decided I want to sell my house and move somewhere and I'm going to have to take some time off. Do you know how hard my boss will laugh? And then he'll call up the VP of the, of the entire practice, and then he'll laugh so hard that that person's EVP will start laughing. It'll probably cause a laughter to shake across all $3.5 billion worth of, you know, the, the, the company. And then, and then the, whatever. So anyway, I, you know, I, you know, look, I, I know what it's like to work for, for, you know, a, a, a jobber job. I, I used to work jobber jobs all over all over my I don't work those kinds of jobs anymore that my job if I was to equate it with comparing it to but see this wouldn't really help people because if you haven't been there and done that then you wouldn't really relate to it I have this problem all the time you know it's one of those things where folks just they just don't understand if somebody came to me and they said ow 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 I have cancer and it hurts I would have to say oh my lord can I pray for you but I wouldn't be able to relate to it because I've never felt that pain before. Okay, and that's kind of the situation that I'm in. You know, I have all kinds of sweet, awesome, and I do mean sweet and awesome, kind-hearted people with wonderful advice. But unfortunately, they, you know, unless they, unless I literally fly them down here to live a week so they can see the dynamics and the situation that I'm in, then, then they wouldn't understand. And my job is so, you know, the only thing I can compare it to, I can, I don't know, the only thing I can compare it to, have you ever watched have you ever watched one of those movies where you were, you know, it was like a movie about a law firm or whatever, or, or some kind of, I don't know, uh, maybe you've seen one, maybe you haven't. I've seen a few of them where they, you know, they, it was movies about law firms, and they would have different lawyers, and they would be, you know, working on multiple cases, and uh, they'd be, you know, very, very, you know, $250 million here, $375 million there, uh, $1.2 billion in settlements here. And they're working on all of these cases at the same time, and then they're trying to make partner while they're trying to do that. And, you know, it's like when you're working that kind of a job, you know, you don't go to your boss and say, hey, man, I'd like to take a week off. They're going to look at you like, uh, no, I don't think, hey, boss, I'm not feeling very good today. I feel kind of sick. They don't care if there's three hundred and fifty million dollars of, of firm profit at stake. They really don't care. You got to do it. Period. I mean, I was passing a kidney stone. I kid you not. Uh, you know, I was honest to goodness. I kid you not. They actually gave me a five hundred dollar uh, thank you bonus thingy, and uh, you know, my they're like, hey, we're just going to go ahead and give you a a, a recognition uh, bonus thing. Um, uh, this uh you know this particular pay period so they gave me five hundred dollars because what happened was 
you know, it, it's a long story, but I was, you know, I, I was sick. I was feeling really awful. And then on top of it all, I was passing a kidney stone. And I literally was working for this company that, you know, pretty much every single one of you has one probably not guaranteed but there's a high level of likelihood that if you look around your house there's a good chance that you have something that they make that is well known or it might be in your car it might you know uh and they're they're a humongous bazillion dollar global company okay you know and i don't want to name names but i'm just going to say and i'm and i i nobody else could do it no one else in I have there's like 3000 uh, I think it's like 3500 consultants in the company that I work with and and there is not one other consultant not one in the entire company that could do this client I'm the only one who has spent the time the blood sweat and tears ripping apart the stuff that they have to be compliant with these are regulations it's highly complex highly complex and um and i i i had a deadline you know i can't go i can't just say well hey i had a bad day blah 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 you know no i had to take i had to go in in agony and and, and find myself a folding uh uh thingy you know uh it's, it's you know what you put a meal on top of and pull it up to you it's like a tray a folding tray a standalone folding tray and i had to take it in you know to the bio room here off to the side of my office and sit there with my laptop for the better part of about three hours while I'm trying to pass this kidney stone because I could not stop from working on this particular client's stuff. It had to be done by COB XYZ, you know, see, can close a business on a certain day. And uh, anyway, so some question was asked about, you know, why this or why that. I don't remember what happened or how they fi- – somebody figured something out. So it was awry or whatever. And I, and I said to him, I said, man, I'm sorry. I, you know, I missed – I'm sorry I was late for that meeting. I apologize, but I was passing a kidney stone. I apologize. And that, then, he, then, you know, and then they just kind of, oh, okay, I understand. And then they kind of went away and didn't say nothing. And then a couple of days before payday, my – you know, this senior, super duper high level, you know, director guy gets on the phone with me and goes, we're going to, we're going to give you a $500, you know, and pat on the back kind of thing. And I'm, you know, I'm like, (laughs) I would gladly hand them the $500 back, you know, for, I don't know, but anyway, for a normal life. (laughs) But anyway, and the funny thing about it is, you know, you might say, well, John, you know, you sound unappreciative uh, of, of the blessing that the Lord has given you and all this kind of stuff. And no, it isn't like that at all. I should not even have this job. It, it's a miracle that I have this job. It's, a, it's an unbelievable miracle. And then to, to add to the miracle, it's like a chain reaction miracle. Not only that, but then they decided out of the, it's the strangest thing in the whole wide world. And you could say, well, no, it's not strange because it's all God. Well, maybe you're one of those people that believes that God does everything in your life. And that's cool. You can be one of those people. I do not believe that. I, I'm this is not a believer in that. I believe that it's a combination of uh, supernatural heavenly influences, angels, prayers, answers to prayers, prayers of other saints on your behalf. All those things are taken into consideration. It has to do with your choices, you know. Um, let, us, let every man seek his own salvation with fear and trembling. Right. Okay. We don't always make good choices. 
We make sometimes we make really really bad ones, okay? And um, uh, you know, and and sometimes we don't even know we're doing it, you know, until it's like too late, uh, you know, and that kind of stuff. So you know, it's it's just part of life. There's really a three way dynamic in all of our lives, whether we like it or lump it. You know, and if you lump it, lump it away. Have a good time in it. I'm not. I'm just here to tell you what I know is absolutely true. You know, and if you don't want to believe me, I said whatever. That's one of the reasons why the Lord has never. You know, it was a deal. I don't know if you want to call it a deal, but I promised the Lord I would not take tithes and offerings. I promised the Lord. For now, we're working on, I guess, the twelfth year. Um, uh, you know, and I don't even know. I know that when we did the copyright, the voluntary copyright takedown, because I learned that you can't even play like four seconds of a copyrighted Christian song without being in violation. And, of course, every violation has a $125 fine per listener. (laughs) Let me tell you something. One lawsuit, everything, I would have been literally homeless walking the streets. And, you know, so and I could tell you other things. I mean, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, about uh, I guess it was about 10 years ago. I went on a Christian radio show with Brothers and Garcia. It got me hooked up with some guys on another radio show. Not going to mention any names. Um, that those guys turned out to be kind of mean and doing mean things. And long story short, uh, some really bad stuff happened. And this particular person who was, you know, for whatever reason, decided that they were going to, you know, punish me because they felt that I wasn't treating them the way I should have or whatever. And, um, you know, I was trying to do the ministry work, uh, you know, the Lord had placed before me. And anyway, long story short, my boss comes to me, somebody had, you know, uncovered uh, some remnant of information out on the internet about me uh, that was placed up there by this Christian brother. And uh, it was very negative and derogatory. And, um, and I, uh, my, my, they were going to terminate me. I mean, I'm just letting you know, they were going to terminate me. And um, the question was, are you deriving any income from that? Now, as a Christian, I cannot lie. And I was able to say with absolute 100%, actually 10,000% honesty, I said to that very, very, very senior person in the company that I work for, I said to him, no, I take, I have never, never, not a penny. He said, okay. And, and he, he says, now you do know that this is linked over, this is, connects to this and that and the other thing. You know, you, maybe you need to look at get, getting rid of it and all, you know, try to get rid of it and all that kind of stuff. So I did some stuff to like make it less obvious. But anyway, um, and I also pointed out, I, sa- I said to him, I said, look at, look at what you're looking at. Does that look like that's makes any sense at all to you? And he goes, no, it does look a little kind of Fruit Loopy kind of thing. And I said, well, there you go. And he says, well, okay, do what you can do, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, but he, when he asked the question, are you taking, are you deriving any income at all from that? And my answer was immediately, absolutely not. If my answer was, well, once in a while I might take a little bit or I got a PayPal, blah, 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 that would have been it. The HR would have been on the phone and I would have been terminated. It's just that simple. It really, really is. And I know that you know there must be, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of people out there that are listening to this program going, no way. And – 
I'm here to tell you that is exactly how it is. It really is. But you, you know, most, I would say 99.999% of jobs in the United States of America are not like that. Mine is. <laughs> but I don't have. I have the 0.001% job. Okay, you know, and um, and so unfortunately, it is so weird when I try to explain things to people and they just they don't get it. It's like, ow, 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 I have this pain from my arm because I got this, you know, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. And I'm like, brother, let me pray for you. I'll lay my hands on, you know, and you know, but I don't know what that feels like. I have no idea what that feels like. And it's a similar dynamic in my situation. Um, it's it's weird. It, you know, people don't understand what it's like to be, you know, old and tired. You know, what? imagine having a sedentary job. And for the last, oh, let's see, hard to believe, but I'm going to estimate. I would say for the last pretty much one, two, three for the pandemic, probably another one, two, three, four. I would say for the last six years, the extent of my um, you know, daily exercise has <laughs> been getting out of bed, getting a shower, taking some vitamins, getting on my knees and praying, and walking about, I don't know, um, 25 or 30 feet to my office, and then sitting on a chair in front of my laptop for, you know, nine straight hours or 10, sometimes more. That's it. Okay. So like, and the only time that I would get any exercise is when I was running through an airport going, oh my gosh, I think I'm going to die. Okay. So that, you know, it's a very, very sedentary job. And so now I, um, I've been uh, doing some things where oh, it's kind of, it's so hard to do because how do you, you know, how can you be on a meeting, you know, on a zoom meeting with like, you know, I, I am not joking you folks. These are, these are like $50 billion a year companies. These are humongous companies and they are like, they got like fire in their eyes and they want, you know, their money's worth. And you're like, you got to be on a zoom meeting at one o'clock, you know, and, and uh, you know, what are you going to do? Hey man, I got to go out and jump some rope in my, uh, excuse me a second. I, I'm a little bit late for my um, elliptical trainer thing. I want to go down and do some exercise. Hey, wait a minute. Um, uh, hey, can, can you, can you all excuse me over there at Mr. Quadrillion, gazillion, bazillion dollar company for a second. And I'm going to go ahead and do my, um, my go you chicken fat go uh, exercises from the sixties. Down every morning. You know, I, I, that was probably a copyright thing. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, um, hopefully not. So anyway, um, uh, but yeah. So and by the way, I, I actually did get myself a uh, a mat, an exercise mat, because I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing that old 19. You know, where's PT? Where's physical training? Where's gym class in schools today? See, they're trying to kill us. Well, you know, they're not going to try to they're not going to do anything for our health nowadays anyway. So that that's just how it is. All right, praise God, thank you Jesus. But anyway, yeah, it's 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 nuts. I I don't know. I, I guess I'll make a call to Chase. I I know they're not a very nice company in, you know, if you know about evilness and all that kind of stuff. But hey man, it's just the way things turned out for me. Uh, you know, sometimes you don't have choices in 
whatever. Uh, so I, I got to make a call. I got to go. For some reason, the statement for my uh, HELOC doesn't say anything about whether it's an APR or fixed. Now, if it's fixed, then I'm okay. But if it's APR, I'm doomed. <laughs> with, with, with what's Biden, but I'm in trouble, which means then I'm forced to refinance. Okay. And now, unfortunately, that means I'm going to be refinancing at about two points, uh, two percentage points or two and a half percentage points, probably higher than what I'm sitting at right now, which is bad. Okay, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I just have to figure it out. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And, uh, you know, who knows? All right. Praise Jesus. I'm not going to worry about it. It just give me one more thing to be concerned about. And then I'll get like, instead of 4.5 hours of sleep, I'll get 2.5 hours of sleep. And then tomorrow will be hell on earth. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, what's next? All right. Well, anyway. All right. Praise God. And what is next? For all of us, I, you know, thank you very much, is going to be jokes for the kids. Because that's what's important, if you ask me, is jokes for the kids. Because the kids are important. All right, so I got to scroll in, and my little X's that I was putting on my Word document were working. So that that's kind of cool. And the next one up, kids, is what goes up when the rain comes down. Think really hard. What goes up when the rain comes down? An umbrella. <laughs> it's an umbrella. I mean, come on. You got, you know. Hey. I thought you guys were going to give me a boo on that one. Man. Okay. So I'm trying to select something here. I got to cross it off. If I don't, it's still not working. There we go. There. I got it to work. All right. Praise God. Here we go. All right, kids. What is a baby chicken's favorite plant? What is a baby chicken's favorite plant? An eggplant. <laughs> you know baby chicken, an egg, that kind of thing? Oh, you like that one. All right, cool. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Praise God. All right, kids, why are frogs so happy? Why are frogs so happy? Because they eat whatever bugs them. <laughs> Frogs, you know, eat bugs. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. There you go. Something light and happy to think about. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, um, yeah, this whole, um, you know, go you chicken fat go thing used to be real uh, popular uh, back in uh, the, the mid-1960s to about the mid-1970s when all schools, almost virtually every single school in the United States of Babylon the Great actually had a what, what you call a PT program or a physical training program. Um, and um, it's kind of neat because uh, it, it, you know, not only does it bring back memories to those of us who are part of the, you know, baby boomer two group, uh, but it also um, <clears throat> it gives you this like rundown um, of uh, exercises that you that probably every single one of us ought to be doing. And it does it in six minutes. So if you have six minutes of time and, you know, granted, you're not going to be able to do, you know, if you're old and decrepit like myself, you're not going to be able to do all the things that are in here right away. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, I even noticed a couple of the gym teachers that were in this uh, little video, uh, and, and and it's called uh, it's on uh, YouTube, and and it's actually entitled "Go, comma you chicken fat, comma go," 
All right, and with an exclamation point, and and, and it says it says it's the University of Evansville Cheer Squad and UE present Dr. Thomas A. Kazi's whatever. But anyway, um, what's neat is it shows you all the exercises that are part of that, and that used to be a thing. That that that, I, that actually used to be a thing back in the mid from about 1965 to 1975. So anyway, um, it's I I think it's kind of neat, and I'm gonna try it. I, I I'm seriously gonna see if I can do it, and um, you know I'll probably be in traction somewhere in a local hospital, losing my job, <laughs> whatever. Actually, that's you know God's will be done. Praise His name, you know whatever 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 wherever I'm gonna end up, I'm gonna end up. Praise God. I'm not gonna you know I can't, I just can't afford. I don't think any of us nowadays, with all the creepy weird things that are happening out there, I don't think any of us can afford to be, you know, anything but just totally throwing ourselves at the foot of the cross and trusting God. All right. Amen. Praise God. In my life, I can tell you for sure, is full of just many miracles as far as the eye can see. I shouldn't be alive. Uh, I tell you about every many miracle that I go through, um, uh, you know, when I go through it. You know, I because I, I don't believe that any miracles that any believer that's part of the body of Christ experiences are meant to be just for them. I really don't think so. I believe that the body of Christ is the body of Christ, and we are all one in the body of Christ. And, you know, I, I've had people, you know, well, I just don't feel like the Lord has released me to share this message. And I'm like, What? <laughs> are you reading the same Bible as I'm reading? <laughs> you know, but whatever, you know, some people are, everybody's at a different place in their walk and they, everybody has different feelings about things. And so, you know, it's not my job. I don't want to judge anybody. Uh, I got enough challenges on my plate. Hallelujah. And I know a lot of you out there do too. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We all have things we're struggling our way through. And I suspect if things continue to progress at the rate that they are right now, well, it could, it could, you know, it could get pretty bad pretty fast. I mean, um, oh gosh, who was it I was talking to? And they were highly qualified to make this comment too. I forget who it was. I can't remember, but I was uh, chat, having a conversation with somebody um, very anointed, and uh, they said um, that they were led. Uh, they felt that the Lord had impressed upon their heart that we were heading into a time very rapidly uh, whereby, uh, you know, that sister Bonnie's from Bond's blog, the prophecy that I read sometimes from her where it says, and these things will start to happen. You know, you'll barely be able to get your breath between these things as they start to happen. I forget who it was. I wish I could remember. But anyway, that particular individual said um, that the Lord had impressed upon them that those days were, you know, Right around the corner. I mean, literally on us right now without us even realizing it. And I mean, I know that a lot of us are sensing it. Um, I, you know, I know I see this. I see the banter flying around on the Internet. I see the endless streams of, you know, people out there on Facebook, you know, sending, you know, a message to like a huge group of people. And I get looped in there and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. You know, so I know what people are thinking. I do. I'm not completely disconnected from all of these things. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. You know, and, you know, did God change his mind? Did our Heavenly Father relent? 
Is he answering prayers of the saints? Where are we in this timeline? Are there things that we have been following prophetically, prophecies, dreams, visions over the last 11, approaching 12 years, whatever the case is? Um, are there things that we talked about, like on the last you know, kind of prophecy recap show, that God has decided he's not going to do? I, I don't know. We don't know. We, you know, again, there is no possible way for any of us to know exactly what our Heavenly Father is going to do. And I would submit that he keeps it a secret from Satan. Now, you know, and there's a really great Chuck Misler study out there. I don't have it. I don't even know the title of it, so I'm sorry. I, I'm not, not sorry for mentioning it. But he talks about how the genealogy of Jesus was protected, and he felt that he, he just goes through the whole thing with Moses going into the basket and, blah, 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 and all these things happening, and he gives all these examples. And it's really an imp impressive study uh, of coincidences where, you know, they weren't really coinc coincidences. In fact, it was God uh, – uh, you know, injecting circumstances that ultimately ended up protecting the genealogy of Jesus. And, it, and uh, Misler had quipped, which means he, you know, tongue-in-cheek kind of suggested that God was playing a little game of cat and mouse with Satan all throughout the Old Testament in, a, in order to protect the, you know, the genealogy of Jesus, um, which, is, which is a very interesting uh, position, uh, particularly with his teaching that went along with it. It was really neat. All right, praise God. So, um, you know, I just wish I was up in heaven with him. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, they're saying there's another big old meteor heading right for the earth, man. I hope it's got a target right for the top of my house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Then I don't have to worry about my ATLOC. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, let's go ahead and head into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, what? It's not normal. It's Game over. All right, praise God. So, before I go jumping into the news head first, which I am, um, and there's probably little that'll surprise anybody. Um, especially at this point, uh, if you're a regular listener of this program, then you are remarkably uh, ahead of the vast majority of Christianity in the United States of Babylon the Great. You are remarkably, remarkably ahead in your understanding, super-duper advanced understanding, top 1% of the class for sure, in regard to what's happening over in the Ukraine. You understand the Nazism. You understand the rise of the Fourth Reich. You understand the parallelisms associated with Nazi Germany. You understand that Klaus Schwab is just a big doggone Nazi. You understand what eugenics is, killing off the weak to make the master race, to leave behind the people that are the strongest so that you can make them work for you at your Auschwitz. To you see the parallelism to the creation of the Department of Homeland Security. You see how it echoes Nazi Germany's the fatherland, okay? You understand that the Department of Homeland Security and FEMA are essentially combined. When they're put together, they're combined, and they become essentially a type of a Gestapo. 
You know that the NDA, the NDAA, the National Defense Authorizations Act of 2012, removed habeas corpus. And that any one of us can be picked up at our houses in the middle of the night by a black, uh, you know, whatever, SUV full of creepy, you know, whatever uh, entities uh, and taken away. And we have absolutely no recourse. You also are probably aware, or at least I would hope so, that there really is no constitution right now. Now, don't get me wrong. There are still judges out there that think there is, and they're still acting on it, and it's going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But at the end of the day, if you understand how executive orders work, now, they have to invoke the executive order, but there are enough executive orders right now that the and there are enough uh, acts, A-C-T-S, acts, like the National Defense Authorizations Act of 2012, and there's others as well. I, I did an article ba- a long time ago on the John Warner Defense Authorizations Act of, uh, was it 2011 or 2012? No, no, no. It had to be – oh, no, it was the 2007 uh, John Warner Defense Authorization Act. We know about Obamacare and it having uh, provisions, provisions in it for chipping people in order to have health care. We know about that. We know um, uh, that the World Economic Forum is like right in our face. We know that they are also major owners in the millions in, – in, in the multi – hundreds of millions of dollars uh, with the bioweapons labs in the Ukraine. We know that they have more to hide than you could ever imagine in a bazillion years, that the Ukraine is the epicenter of all of their global reset plans, essentially. We, we, you cannot imagine in your wildest dreams how angry and not happy you know, these global elite you know, House of Windsor, Black Pope, Vatican, uh, you know, take over the world, track your every move, listen to your every phone call. You know, it's all it's a game over. You know, I don't just have that like little stinger, that sound stinger. And it says game over, you know, in the little that's not there for no reason. It is game over. It really is. Now, it's just a matter of can you how well can you navigate the inevitable in through prayer, through drawing in closer to the Lord, through trusting him, through hopefully hearing his voice when you need to hear it the most, especially when you're making a big, big decision, um, it, it's, it, for us, it really, it's just about survival at this point, surviving as long as we can, not being, you know, in the streets, hopefully, praise God. Although when Jesus said, don't worry, uh, you know, look at the sparrows. They're dressed very nicely. You don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. The Lord will take care of you. But the one thing that Jesus never mentioned was a dwelling place. That kind of bothers me a little bit. Um, But anyway, because, you know, old guys like me don't want to have to sit in the street corner, you know. But anyway, um, and I could sit and quote, you know, psalm after psalm and, you know, prophetic word after prophetic word, et cetera. But, you know, that, that suggests strongly, but you know what? It's tough. It is hard. I've, I've, met, very, I've met a lot of Christians that are homeless. I have. Um, I, you know, and so anyway, um, uh, I don't want to be one of them. I admit it. And I don't think anybody that's listening to this program right now wants to. Uh, you know, uh, if you know anything about how the homeless live, uh, you wouldn't want to be. 
<laughs> okay? I can assure you that. Uh, okay, because I have even, I, you know, was overwhelmed with compassion at one point and pulled up to a group of them and said, hey, who wants to get, you know, come come to my house and get a shower and get a, you know, a nice meal and everything? Well, for whatever reason, when the head homeless guy said to the rest of the homeless guys that were off to the side, hey, here's an opportunity to go get a shower and everything, guys, come on. And nobody wanted to go um, except the one guy. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was very awkward because they bring things into your house. Nowadays, they bring things into your house that they should not be bringing. Okay, we're not talking about the 1930s right now. So anyway, um, anyway, but I didn't know anything about that. I just wanted to do a nice Jesusy thing, praise God. But you know, I kind of like, sort of like learned my lesson kind of thing. All right, it, it, it's it's no longer it's just risky business. All right, praise God, thank you, hallelujah. But anyway, I just wanted to let you know that you know we are clearly entering into I don't know some really really dark times. I'm gonna go ahead and share this with you in case you're interested. If I haven't already, now if I have, uh, forgive me, I'm going to do it again. But for those of you, and I'll go ahead and do the little stinger here. Praise God. All right, for those of you who really, 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 really want to stay on top of the things that are happening over in the Ukraine and you're sick and tired of being lied to continuously, then I will let you know. Now, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to warn you that if you do this, prepare yourself because you'll see everything. It's being filmed. And and uh, and you will get the the news before anybody else gets it. You'll be Johnny on the spot, <laughs> okay? Johnny on the spot. No pun intended, right, kids? Uh, okay. You'll know. You you'll know before anybody else in, out there does that the reason why you know Russia's pulling away from Kiev isn't because they're retreating like you know CNN's trying to tell you, it's because they're moving troops over to Donbass. Okay, they're they're going to surround 150,000. Uh, and 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 you know and they're going listen, folks. Okay, so. If you're interested on being on the absolute, the most cutting edge that you can possibly be on, it's actually kind of addictive, actually. And um, I don't know. you got to be careful, though, because they show you the footage, okay? They show you the footage. So if you are of the Constitution, the emotional Constitution, that you do not want to see people with their heads blown off, then this is probably not for you. Okay? Just letting you know. But if you load up Telegram, you can load it up on your desktop. Oh, and by the way, if you do load up Telegram, please don't make the dumb mistake that I made the last time I did it. Uh, And I, I took it off my phone at one point because I was listening in on all the chat about the vaccinations, and that just... That got crazy. I mean, it got so full of nutbags saying all kinds of ridiculous things, and I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to have my brain full of ridiculousness. I know when I'm hearing, 
intelligent scientific studies and things like that. I don't need somebody to come out and make some strange, bizarre allegation from Planet Pop-Tart to confuse the issue. I've heard them all. I've had everybody send me their videos to saying that 16 million people are going to die by July and all this, and none of it came true. Okay? I told them it wasn't, you know, I you know, but it's okay. You know, now it's just, you know, I, if people want to believe they want to stand in line in front of thousands of people going to get a vaccination. They don't understand the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If they don't know, if they don't get it, they don't get it. I am not I, – I told you, I told the folks that listen to this program regularly that I was grimacing. I was walking back and forth. I was very, very sad. I had tears coming down on my eyes. I am standing downstairs, and in, 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 you know, I've got one of those islands in the kitchen, and I'm walking back and forth, and I'm crying, and I'm like – because I'm so frustrated because I was like, I just can't get through to anybody. I can't seem to help people the way that I need to help them. And, um, and, and the Lord, I could hear – it was like – it was like – Jesus said to me, now it wasn't audible, but it was audible. You know what I mean? It's hard to explain. But it was like, you didn't come to save the world. I did. And I remember that. The Lord speaks to me at some unusual times. But anyway, and I know because it's like it's something I would never think of. <laughs> so I know it's the Lord telling me something. Okay, or somebody will send me something at the doggondest moment of time that is absolutely impossible. There's no way they could send me that. They would have no idea that that is exactly the verse I needed to hear. Anyway, so it is an amazing thing. I praise God for my life being full of many miracles. I'm just going to keep on trusting God as best as I can. I'm not going to worry about it. I choose to be happy. I choose to smile. Remember that. Take it Take it to the Jesus bank. Okay? All right? Let me tell you something. I have had another rough day today, and I smiled my way through it. Maybe nobody saw me smile but Jesus, but I smiled my way through it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right, so if you so do if you do do not if you sign up for Telegram, just enter your phone number, it's kept private and put in a nickname. Okay? That's all you got to do. When it asks you if it can have access to all of your contacts, say no. Do you got that kids? Say no. Because if you dork that up, you're going to be sorry because everybody in the world that you've ever put in your contact manager is now going to have your contact information in Telegram. And you don't want that. I'm here to tell you. Especially if you do a radio show. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so I, I signed out, got out of it, shut down my account, went back in. Did it the right way, entered only my phone number because they got to do two-factor authentication and stuff because it's highly secured and encrypted and all that kind of stuff. And then um, then when I got back in, I, I put my little nickname in there that I chose, and they said, yep, this is available. You can have it. And, um, uh, I, and I just said Johnny B, you know, J-O-H-N-N-Y, letter B, uh, and that was it. And then I had the necessary privacy I needed to be able to, you know, go around. I can even like leave comments and stuff on Aussie Kozak's site and whatever, because he, he asked people questions because he didn't even know where the Russians were moving at the time. As smart as that guy is, and he's brilliant. He is very, very smart. The Simeon guy, very, 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 very smart, this guy. 
But he was asking his, you know, he has like bazillions of people that follow him. And he was asking his followers, you know, what they thought, what is your, like, he took an opinion poll. And I went in there and I said, they're going over to Donbass to surround 150,000 Ukrainians. And um, let me tell you something, that caught a lot of attention, folks. (laughs) I became pretty popular for a pretty short time. Uh, But I I try not to do those kinds of things too often because I just don't have time to, you know, I just don't have time. But anyway, um, uh, so if you you do that and you just enter your number, do the two-factor thing, get in there. And keep keep your thing, low profile kind of thing. Don't add all your contacts. And you get in. Just hit the little search button and t- search on. You could search on the word Ukraine, and you'd find it in the list. But I'm going to tell you the name of it. It's called Intel Space Slava S L A V A Space Z, letter Z, just all by itself. Intel Slava Z. If you put that on there and you they post stuff. A lot, a lot of stuff. Just be careful. And what I can tell you is that I have not found one thing, not yet, not one thing that was a claim that wasn't verifiable just by the video evidence or, I mean, you know, they show you things you will never see anywhere else, ever. They show you the people in Mariupol running through the streets from their houses, waving Russian flags and taking cookies and things up to the, the, the troops. And, and in, not just in Mariupol, but in other towns as well. You know, all we ever hear about is those Russians are slaughtering everybody. They're killing everybody. They're launching the missiles. But if you want to see the actual two missiles, the carcasses, the carcasses of the two missiles that were shot at, uh, uh, over in uh, nearby Kiev or Western uh, Ukraine, uh, you know that they say were launched by Russia. They, yeah, let me tell you something. On Intel Slava Z, they show photographs of the the outer shells of the missiles. They show the actual serial numbers, and they show evidence that they belong to the Ukrainian army. But I knew about it. I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. I, they showed uh, – that was where I saw the video of them driving down the street saying, oh, look at all these people that the Russians murdered. Look at – they murdered – it's the Bucha murder, the B-U-C- B-U-C-H-A or whatever. It's a slaughter. It's a slaughter. And, and, and they're moving the camera you know, to the left or the right to show you all the dead people. And then you're looking in the rearview mirror, and they're moving around as soon as the car goes by. It was a total stage setup. Anyway – I am so close to buying one of those uh, translators, those electronic translators that you can get off of Amazon, because I want to hear what they're saying. If they're speaking Chechen, I want to hear what they're saying. You know, if they're speaking Ukrainian, I want to hear what they're saying. If they're speaking Russian, I want to hear what they're saying. Although they usually translate it, but, you know, you've got to take their word for it. You know, if they say that the person is saying this and they put it in quotes in English, almost everything is in English. So all their little subtitles, be, be you know, it's all there. You can read it. Okay, but what I would like to do is I'd like to get one of those little, you know, electronic translators and hold it up to the computer and let them talk and see if it lines up, you know, how how closely it lines up to the uh, to the translation that they put into the actual uh, flow of messages. I would say they probably have about 50 to 70 messages or videos per day. And you can see the actual movement of the troops and all the things that are going on. But And they're pretty good about warning you when something is incredibly, you know, 
You, something that you can't unsee. How about that? They're pretty good about that. They'll say like, you know, uh, I don't know. They'll put like a little warning up there. All right. But I, I want to anyway, I wanted to share that with you. Also, um, uh, if, if you want more information. And if you have a good memory and you've been listening to this program for a while, you will notice that a lot of the things that you will hear on this video, on this uh, interview, are things that I've already said. I said them before they were said by anybody else, as far as I know. Uh, now, they might have been said by somebody else, but I, I didn't hear it. All right. And um, one of the um, there is a uh, interview out there on YouTube. Now, how long it'll stay on YouTube is anyone's guess. But it is a an interview that I have posted. I've actually uploaded it to the web server at tribulation now.org. And uh, it's brand new. Just stuck it up today. Uh, and it has uh, Scott Ritter. Uh, the ex, uh, you know, intelligence uh, specialist, military, this guy's done it all. He's done it all. And um, he got very uh, discontent with the way that the American creepy weirdness, he, he was involved in the Iraq thing. He saw the evil that was going on and he became, he, he woke up. And now he's telling people he's been involved in Russian conflicts. He's a Russian expert. Uh, you know, he knows uh, military strategy and tactics better than anybody I've ever heard speak. His name is Scott Ritter. Um, also, uh, there's another guy. This particular interview is with him, Scott Ritter, and another intelligence officer named Alex Thompson from the United Kingdom. Uh, and they're sharing notes. I mean, they're going back and forth, these two guys, in this interview. It's over two hours long, and last night, I literally sat there on my recliner, and I watched. I listened to it. I even got a, got a Bluetooth speaker and turned it up real loud because I wanted to hear everything they were saying. And Ritter said, and I already knew this, Ritter said, and I've said it on the show before, I've said that, before I even heard Ritter say it, I said that one of the reasons why they're not going to have NATO go into U Ukraine is because Russia will smoke them. It'll be, all, it'll be a game over situation. Well, interestingly, last night while I was listening to Ritter and Alex Thompson, two ex-intelligence uh, officers for the military working with the CIA and stuff over you know, decades of time, uh, they, they said the same thing. In fact, Ritter said right now, be, he, now, you have to understand, he is an expert on Russia. He's an expert on Russian military equipment. He's an expert on Russian military. He knows what he's talking about. He knows exactly what he's talking about. You can tell. And um, he, he told, he, he said on the interview exactly that. He said, listen, they won't touch Russia. They know that there's no way that they can't. He goes, NATO is totally impotent for, as far as Russia is concerned. He, uh, and and some, one of the interviewers said, oh, because of nuclear or whatever, and, and Ritter goes, no. He, Ritter says Russia has missiles that are conventional, and they can just press – they can program them and press a couple of buttons, and those missiles will cruise right across Europe and take out NATO headquarters, take out um, you know, uh, several places all across you – know, he mentioned like, I don't know, like a half a dozen major uh, NATO United Nations uh, headquarters locations in different parts of Europe. And he said in one press of a button, all those places will be toast, and it will be all conventional missiles, no nukes. And you know what? I didn't even know that. I just knew that there was no way they were going to go in and tangle with Russia. 
there's no way. I knew it. But he confirmed. I, that's, that's one of the reasons why I was so enthralled and riveted by this. And um, I thank, uh, again, Tatiana, uh, uh, the uh, young lady who um, – uh, was you know who grew up in Odessa, uh, Ukraine, and whose mother's still there, uh, and uh, also worked as a translator for uh, Christian missionaries uh, while she was there. All right, and uh, anyway, so she sent it over to me, and uh, I I said, oh, boy, this is long, but hey, what else am I going to do? You know, I mean, I, you know, I look at all this you know stuff that I got on my you know streaming TV, and I'm like. Man, this is about terrible. There's like nothing nothing I can watch. So anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And on with the news. Russia-United States military confrontation possible. According to, it says, uh, you know, this it says this is uh, coming from Moscow. Ambassador accused the West of inciting further bloodshed in the Ukraine. Western countries, by pumping weapons into the Ukraine, risk leading the United States and Russia onto the path of direct military confrontation. Moscow's ambassador to Washington, Anatoly uh, Antonov, uh, said early earlier this week. <laughs> Okay. Now, I do highly recommend that you take the time to go and just go to tribulation-now.org and go to the uh, top left-hand, uh, uh, and it says uh, the title of it is Scott Ritter and Alex Thompson Insider Intelligence Interview. Spend the time. <laughs> there is no way. They're not going to do it. Now, what they will do is a lend-lease thing, like we did under Roosevelt during World War II. You know, hey, sorry, we can't help you out there, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, Great Britain. We can't, you know, we, we, but, we, we'll, but we'll send you some weapons. You know? And, of course, the U-boats are sinking all of the ships, and it didn't work out real well, but whatever. Okay, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Let's move on. All right. New United States military aid for Ukraine includes helicopters. So now we're sending over all kinds of, it says $800 million uh, worth of all kinds of, uh, including heavier equipment, such as helicopters and armored personnel carriers, uh, as well as weapons and ammunition to our good Nazi friend, Vladimir Zelensky with his Iron Cross, and his new good buddy, uh, Boris Johnson, or whatever. Yes, whatever. It's just such a, there are, it's, you know, all World Economic Forum, all elitists that want to be part of the club, all part of the Soros Club, all part of the New World Order. I saw an article from, like, Prophecy in the News Today or some place like that. They, they sometimes, they hit the ball out of the park with that, and they said something like, um, the Global Reset 2.0 is actually the creation of the Great Tribulation. And I was like, bingo, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you guys hit the ball out of the park on that one. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Democratic strategists warn of a, quote, get this, biblical disaster at midterms after doing, and then they use the F word, horrible job. A F horrible job. And then I see below, you know, Nancy Pelosi's skeletal like possessed face, um, this little statement that says, as of Tuesday, Biden's approval rating was dragging along at 40 percent, according to Real Clear Politics. 
And I'm like, they're either lying like crazy or this country's in far deeper trouble than I could have ever imagined. Matter of fact, I put W-T-H, which, by the way, means what the heck. <laughs> okay? I'm trying to be a good boy. Okay? I was thinking some other things, but I didn't put it there. And I drew a big red arrow over to it. And then I said, Jesus, please drop a meteor on my head now. <laughs> Praise God. I guess I'm stuck with it. I mean, I, I guess we all are. But uh, it, I will follow it up with this interesting WorldNet Daily piece. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting, but it's, un, it's not going to happen. Sorry. Not like they're suggesting it's going to happen. This smacks of, some, some of somebody at WorldNet Daily listening to, you know, some of those um, evangelical Christian so-called prophets that speak to Jesus on Tuesday and then Wednesday come back and tell you something that Jesus said and then it never happens. Right. The ones that my one sister loves, you know, adores. And, and I, I just, you know, I, I won't say anything to her anymore. I just, you know, kind of, I love you. God bless you. I'm just not going to, because, you know, there ain't nothing that's going to change your mind anyway. So what's the point in even saying anything? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, um, and of course, it's, you know, it's pillow prophet stuff, you know, like uh, like David Wilkerson warned us about in his article entitled Pillow Prophet. So if you type in, if you, I would recommend going to DuckDuckGo.com and, um, and type in Pillow Prophets Wilkerson, enter, and you will get an article. And he does a, like a Bible study, an Old Testament Bible study about pillow prophets. Yeah. All right, anyway, good thing to know about. All right, next headline from WorldNet Daily. And, and the title of, or the headline is, Quote, is Obama about to legally slither, (laughs) I do like their terms, back as president, question mark. And it goes on to say, ever since Barack Obama's recent visit to the White House, in which he was given the star treatment while Joe Biden was seemingly ignored as he wandered aimlessly, there has been talk that Biden's presidency is over and Obama himself could slither his way back into the Oval Office. And they go on to make some assertions and, you know, this lady, Andrea Wilberg, and she's like, you know, my premise is that Obama fully understands that, you know, all of the people that would, you know, uh, uh, Phil Biden's position if, you know, he, whatever, dropped over or they, you know, Article 25 them or whatever, um, uh, you know, and, and it, no, 25th Amendment, that's it. And the answer is no, okay? You can't talk your way past these <laughs> amendments. You just can't. So he's not going to slither his way anywhere. Now, on the flip side of that, I've been telling people and making this argument for, wow, like 10 years, uh, that uh, National Security Directive number 51 for the continuity of government will be used to bring in a prior president. And we all know it isn't going to be Trump. As a matter of fact, if, if any of the visions that people had of people that we brought on the radio show that saw Donald Trump... Not in very good shape. Now, granted, was it an Epstein deal? Uh, did you know is, is Trump actually in on it? Is he part of quote the family in Washington D.C. tricking all the evangelicals? And I don't even want to get into all that creepy weirdness. I mean, isn't it a little weird that the, one of the most evil vaccines was you know? And, and then I don't know, man. Stuff just isn't adding up. It's not adding up. I'm starting to think. You know, he might get killed. 
And it would start civil war, but it would be controlled civil war. The entities of the darkness would want it. They would use it to institute martial law. That's what they want to do. They would use it to institute and to put into effect National Security Directive Number 51 under martial law, and they would put who they wanted to under that directive, and it would be Obama. And he'd be, he'd be back in the White House, and all the T.D. Hill prophetic words would end up coming true. And then there would be certain big old radio shows out there, which I've been a guest on it, you know, at least once, um, uh, that uh, would be like eating crow. <laughs> and for once, it wouldn't be me eating crow. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, they're looking pretty yummy. But I'm still pretty sure, uh, you know, and yeah, I, you know, no, he's not going to slither his way. There's no way you're not, you can't do that. All right. But NSD 51. For the continuity of government, that changes everything. It's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> right? Oh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next up, Charisma News. New poll says 103 million Americans see COVID pandemic as a sign of biblical prophecy and the last days. Okay. But what else? Does that, what does that mean? Are there, are there behaviors going to change? Are there preachers going to preach differently? <laughs> are they going to keep on keeping on like they've always kept on? I'm just asking. I don't know. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Dutch journal, Dutch journal, a journalist. It says, "We are here in Donbass to awaken Westerners deluded by the mainstream media propaganda." So again, this is a Dutch journalist, uh, and it says there's only a handful of Western journalists on the ground in Donbass, while the Western mainstream press is rubber stamping fake news about the Ukrainian crisis using the same templates it previously exploited in Iraq, Libya, Syria says Dutch independent journalist Sonja von den End. And I say thank you, Sonja, for going where no woman has gone before. Amen? <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Washington Post admits NATO wants to prolong war in the Ukraine. Okay, that one gets this. <laughs> You're good. Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. It says here in this one, it says, even if the Ukrainian vow not to join NATO, a concession that Zelensky has floated publicly, could be a concern to some neighbors, that leads to an awkward reality. For some in NATO, it's better for the Ukrainians to keep fighting and dying than to achieve peace that comes too early or at too high of a cost to Kiev and the rest of Europe, according to the report. In other words, keep it over there. We'll give you some tanks and some helicopters, but it's your problem. <laughs> it really does sound like Roosevelt and, um, oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, hold on a second. Uh, who was the prime? Well, I can't believe I'm having a brain bramage moment. A prime minister. 
World War II, um, to uh, England. Yeah, there it is. It's on the tip of my uh, Churchill. I, 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 oh my gosh! I know. I deserve this. Hey, wake up! Okay, I just woke up. It's Winston Churchill. Ah. <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. I can't believe I was like having this brain. You know, I know what they normally call it, uh, brain blank. Uh, but uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah. I mean, Roosevelt had created what was called the Lend-Lease Act because he he flat out said to to Churchill, he goes, as any old politician would, as any old thirty third degree Mason politician would especially with a vice president who was a saintinist named henry wallace who worked with a guy by the name of nicholas rorick to put the creepy saintinism on our one dollar bill nobody seems to remember that about roosevelt okay and and the fact that he was like telling churchill sorry you know sucks blue to be you but we'll send you some you know weapons and things and you can just deal with it yourself He'd say things like, well, the American public really doesn't have an appetite for getting involved in the, uh, you know, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and your chicken wing eating Mason friends, whatever. Boy, people are so deluded about the history of the United States, man. I'll tell you what, if you really knew what was going on, you would be like, oh, my goodness gracious. And it's like, America, America. Look, I grew up doing that whole thing. I got it. I I bought it for a while, for a little while. Thank you, Jesus. That was part of the Baby Boomer 2 generation, man. <laughs> you, know? you know, the whole uh, Kent State group. Anyway, praise God. To, and, and, you know, and uh, well, anyways. And then Robert McNamara, how about that? Coming forward on his deathbed and admitting that there was no uh, Gulf of Tonkin incident after all. Oh, uh, well, whatever. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. New and dangerous arms race emerges as China, Russia, and the United States all pursue hypersonic weapons. Well, I'll give you a little clue, Chris Manus. China and Russia are not pursuing hypersonic weapons, and you know why? Because they already have a boatload of them. <laughs> and they've given them to who? Kim Jong-un in North Korea. And it's Helter Skelter, Helter Skelter, Helter Skelter, little sister, who's almost certainly going to take over that country pretty soon. Oh, watch this beat. I mean, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I eat crow. I don't care. I love crow. Crow's delicious. Crow souffle, crow pie, crow soup, crow this, crow that. Kids, you know I love to eat crow, don't you? Oh, okay. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Trucker protests on the... Hey, hey, check it out. So check this out. Remember, there was this big Washington, D.C. trucker protest. Remember that? Whatever happened to that? Think really, really hard. Whatever happened to the Gigantamundus United States trucker protest that was moving across the country in supposedly enormous, unbelievable numbers to Washington, D.C. almost immediately after the Canadian trucker protest, which allowed Trudeau to play around with his Emergency Powers Act, which is the equivalent of martial law here in the United States. What happened to it? 
Yep, I made my point. Thank you very much. And now there's another trucker protest on the United States-Mexico border holding traffic for a third day. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. Praise God. Next one up. Moon and Mars mission with Russia has been canceled. I saw the last night space shuttle launch. Sorry, guys, that, you know, don't believe the Earth is spherical. <laughs> Who don't believe in the space shuttles, you know, think it was all, you know. But I was there. I was, I was in the classified area. Long story. I've told it on one, or one show or another show. I don't even know when, but I, it was... I don't know, maybe divine providence. I have no idea. But yes, yes, sirree, I was in the place where they only let special people go. <laughs> you have to have a special pass, and you've got to display it on your dashboard, and it's the only way you're going to get past the Marines, uh, they, they, you know, to get get on, keep an Avril and all that stuff and watching it, you know, and I was right there. And it was one of the most amazing things I have ever seen in my entire life. Let me tell you. So, you know what? I'm not going to get into any arguments or debates with anybody about stuff. I'm just going to say, hey, you don't have to believe me if you don't want to. I really don't care. If I cared, I wouldn't do this radio show. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, and anybody out there who knows anything about ETLOCs on APR finding, I don't know. I'm going to have to find them. <laughs> I'll figure it out. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Severe April snowstorm dumps almost four feet of snow, 24 hours on Tobacco Root Mountains, Montana. Now, first thing I think about is, hey, it's Montana, okay? So buck up and deal with it. You're in Montana for crying out loud. You should be used to, like, April snows <laughs> and giant, you know, Kodiak bears chasing you down the street and everything. Okay, whatever. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But I will admit that I've been talking to some people up in Michigan, and they've been getting some uh, April snows, and there's probably, you know, potentially, I think I saw some reports of a pretty big snowy kind of a storm going across the the northern part of the United States, uh, you know, like this week. So we'll see. I don't know. Praise God. We're going to get Lauren Peterson on here in a second. Uh, Just got a couple more to go. Thank you, Jesus. Catastrophic tropical storm Meggy Agaton in, excuse me, in the Philippines kills 56, 28 missing in floods and over 10 inches of rainfall in 24 hours. And I said, of course, it says pictures, excuse me, I got the hiccups, pictures and videos. Yeah, I got the hiccups bad. Wow, where'd they come from? All right, praise God. Listen to this. Hallelujah. Russia pegs the ruble to gold in a game-changing move. And now, of course, all the investors are buying rubles, and rubles are going through the roof in the, compared to the American dollar. The American dollar is so far down on the chart, it just looks like a little flat line at the very bottom of the chart. And then the ruble is like way up there. It's almost like looking at, like, you know, the growth of Amazon over the last 10 years. <laughs> you think, think Putin's an idiot? He's not an idiot. As a matter of fact, I even have on tribulation-now.org, I have a um, an audio. You can listen to it. It's uh, translated and everything. There's a little, it says, Putin's speech on the West losing its Christian morals. Um, and again, you would have to go out and validate this, okay? Because uh, I did not go out and validate this. 
I, I just simply did not. But what I will tell you is that this was sent to me, and if it's true, it's pretty impressive. But uh, according to this uh, meme that was flying around the Internet a little bit, and someone sent to me, it says, Putin made abortion illegal after 12 weeks. He put a halt to CNN, so people in uh, Russia can't watch him anymore because he knows they're just lying, lying, lie, la, lie, lie, la, lie, 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 you know, the, the whole Simon and Garfunkel thing. Um, he stopped Facebook. Okay, so he blocked it, said, enough is enough, done with you. He built 30,000 churches in 10 years. 30,000 Christian churches in 10 years. He's taking on all LGBT, LMNOP stuff in his country, trying to get rid of it. And he wants Soros dead or alive. Now, that's between Putin and God, man. I am not getting involved in that one. But if this is true, okay, and it says it's obvious why the left wants you to hate him. That's how they ended the little meme here. All right, so uh, is it true? I don't know. Do your own homework. Figure it out. All right, praise God. But um, by all means, do listen to the Scott Ritter and the uh, Thompson uh, uh, two-hour interview because it is mind-bending. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Hallelujah. I love this one. I love this one. Washington Post says mask mandate extended for air travel and public transit through May 3rd. So they did put it. They did put a, a, a an extension, which, of course, was bad news for me. But it's on May 3rd. So if it holds at May 3rd, I might actually be able to do the next travel trips I got to do without wearing a mask the whole time. And the one that I got to do for this extremely large financial services company that everybody knows and probably everybody does business with. Um, uh, uh, They want me to, they like me. Uh, It's a long story, but I'll spare (laughs) you. The head guy, the head guy there likes me so much that if I'm booked for three months, he'll wait for me to become available because he won't do business with any one of the other 3000 plus consultants that work in my company. And my uh, boss's boss, you know, calls me up and says, wow, that's pretty impressive that a company this big won't do business with anybody else but you. And I'm like, well, Buy buy him a sushi dinner, and you never know. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, it was really fascinating because uh, he said something about, you know, when we were having dinner. He said, um, you know, I really just don't believe anything that's in that their Bible. And I think think he was trying to corner me. And I looked looked at him, and I, I smiled, and I said, you know what's interesting? Did you know that? Mankind is unable to conceive of existence without a point of origin. And you should have seen the look on his face. Now, this is, this is a hyper-intelligent individual. But the Bible warns us, admonishes us to be prepared to give testimony of our faith. And sometimes that ain't by whacking him over the head with the Bible because it ain't going to do him no good at all. But I guarantee you, this guy was thinking about that for a long time, and it probably never left his mind. And he's probably to this day wondering about it. 
All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm, I'm praying. I'm pr- thank you, Lord. I even bought this gizmo. I, I've told somebody about it where I work, and they're like, that's never going to work. That'll never work. And I said, well, I'll let you know if it works, but I bought one. Supposedly, they invented this thing that goes around your neck with a pad and then sits on your chest and then has like a little soft plastic post that comes up from your chest and like a little chin thing that you can lay, lay your chin on. And you can sleep sitting straight up on a non-reclined chair in coach. I had somebody, somebody, oh, yeah, Brother Kirk Martin, he's like, don't you fly first class? I'm really surprised you fly coach. And I'm like going, first class? (laughs) I'm like, dude, if the plane has a first class section and you're walking past these people when you're getting on the plane, you're walking past people whose net worth starts at $500 million. Okay, you may not realize it, but you are. And he's like, well, I flew first class one time. And I'm like, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, and then he did admit that he didn't buy the ticket. Somebody, whatever. But um, I did. The one time I did fly first class was because the McDonald's Corporation was sending me over to Germany to do an inspection of one of their companies that was located in Duisburg. And there happened to be a contract statement in the whatever that said uh, anytime that we got to fly across, you know, the Atlantic or whatever, uh, it's got to be, you know, first class. And now that was a trip. Let me tell you, it was a uh, – which one was it? I forget. I'm trying to think of the airline. But I, it had to be German, a German airline for sure. It was definitely a German airline. And it was a mammoth. It was so huge. It was unbelievable. It was, you, could, you could recline. Not only did they give you like shrimp and wine and anything you wanted, and you could never, you could never ask for enough. If you wanted more shrimp, more shrimp came. If you wanted more lobster, lobster came. And no matter what you asked for, you got it. Okay. And then if you wanted to like take a nap, your your seat would completely recline into a totally prone position, so you could come, you could go, you could go to sleep, and wake up when you got there. It was amazing. Uh, you know, it wasn't like, you know, United Airlines or Delta or whatever. Now, granted, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, a seat that was like a wee bit wider, you know, but whatever. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, next up. European Union is now military arm of NATO. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov says that the European Union has changed its stance toward Russia because of Western countries and is now acting as the military arm of NATO. Now, I will tell you this. When you listen to and monitor Intel Slavazi and Ossie Kosak and some of these other uh, you know, folks that are monitoring the things that are going on in the Donbass, uh, in Mariupol, you know, you're seeing the live video and stuff. They're, they're explaining to you that there are American, United States of America, military advisors – hanging out with Ukrainian Azov Nazi brigades or, you know, battalions and stuff because they're running across them. Oh, and all this stuff about Russia surrendering and crying and boohoo and calling home to mom and all, it's all lies. The Russian, the Russian military is not allowed to take any form of electronic communication into battle with them at all. None. Nothing. And um, because Russia knows. They're they're not they're they're one of the smartest fighting forces in the entire world. I'm here to tell you for sure. 
All right. Anyway, so anyway, whatever. So the point is, we, the United States, is over there doing everything we can to, you know, instigate it. <laughs> and you know, these these American military people that they're seeing over there regularly, it's CIA. These these are you know black ops forces. Um, almost for sure. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. And then, and there's another headline here. Did Canada train Ukraine neo-Nazis? And then they have a big thing, you know, showing Canadian armed forces supplying, you know, um, uh, Ukraine's fascist militias on numerous occasions, and a few images uh, casting doubt, and you know whether or not they're helping out the Azov regiment. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just glad they're reporting it. Do I actually think they did it? Maybe. I mean, think about it. You know, who who better than Trudeau, you know, the the guy, you know, that's practically giving cheek kisses every chance he can to Klaus Schwab in person for crying out loud. I mean, it doesn't get any creepier than that. Um, uh, then there's a couple of here, people dropping over dead from the booster shots. Oh, here's one. Um, a, a mega, mega comet, it says, from the Daily Beast, 80 miles wide, and it's heading right our way, it says. Now, of course, you know, I'm sure if I study it and do a little digging, it probably says, and it will pass by the Earth, at, 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 you know, and only uh, 76 million miles away. And I'll be like, on it. They always like lead you on like, you know, hey, this is it right on. Uh, you know, anyway, I got another article here talking about Iran, uh, you know, sending human. Get this. Iran sending 22 billion dollars of illegal oil. I guess we missed that one. Oh well, it just goes on and on and on. It's it's on and on and on it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. But I will tell you this: you know who's surrendering? Thousands upon 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 thousands of Ukrainian military, many of which have never been trained. You know that they're actually trying to call back. Everybody between the age, I think it's the age of 18 or 18 through 60. So anybody who left the Ukraine that's a male between the age of like 20 and the age of 60 are being called back to – they're being, you know, drafted. (laughs) You think any of them are going to go back or you think they're going to go hide somewhere in Poland? (laughs) Anyway – but no, uh, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Ukrainian, because a lot of them don't even know what they're doing there. They're not part of the Azov Nazi, you know, battalions and stuff. You know, so they, a lot of them are just, you know, like uh, like I was having some soup with my dad, and these guys broke in my house and pulled me out and threw a uniform on me. You know? So anyway, yeah, it's kind of... It's actually kind of sad, really, when you think about it. Listen to this. Ukraine received $1.5 billion in support from the World Bank. Who do you think the World Bank who, – who's that? It's the House of Windsor. It's Satan. It's the Global uh, uh, Satanic Crime Syndicate. It's, um, you know, the, uh, the Blue Bloods. It's the shape-shifting reptilians of the world. It's the, uh, it's the, you know, the United States of Babylon the Great with their, you know, military epicenter for the world with the pentagram. I mean, Pentagon and all. That's who it is. They're giving $1.5 billion to them. Now, you know what's going to happen? It's going to go right back into the pockets of who? 
the people that are going to the World Economic Forum. <laughs> See how this works? It's just a big circle. <laughs> you know? There are more g- gadzillionaires being made over the weapons sales to the Ukraine right now <laughs> than you could ever imagine. <laughs> and and you can pretty much believe that if you were to, if they were to pan the camera across the World Economic Forum, the people sitting in in the in the audience of the World Economic Forum, when our uh, friend Klaus is saying we must have a a cyber attack that takes down the grid, that will make the the pandemic look like a bad day. And then they pan the thing through, and, you, and you're like, wow, look at all those people from Hollywood that are sitting there. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, whatever. If they uh, – I, I can guarantee you that there's going to be a lot of arms dealers, you name it. It's just how it works. It's just how it works. And there's protests all over the place. Gre- the people in Greece are still trying to block NATO shipments. You know, people are onto it. But as usual, probably some what, 85, 90% of the world's population is slugging the Belize Kool-Aid down just as fast as they can drink it. <sighs> anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Brother Lauren. Hallelujah. Here we go. God, thank you, Jesus. Brother Brother Lauren, are you there? Hey, what's happening, man? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm just bumming. I'm still bumming about that 80 meter wide comet thing. You know, I was really hoping that might be the one. I don't know. Oh, I, don't I, worry. I, There'll be lots more on their way. That's true, you know. There were a lot of prophetic words over the years. You can stay optimistic. I know, I know, I know. What do you think about the investment on having an A1, Abrams A1 tank painted on my house in 3D? What do you think about that? I think it would have like my great neighbors. idea. I think it would really make my neighbors in the call the sec upset. They'd be like, "What are you painting on your roof?" You know, they would, they have like no interest in me whatsoever. But if I paint a 3D Ab- Abrams tank on my roof, I'm telling you, every neighbor I have, or as far as the eye can see, will suddenly want to have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but as long as I'm flying that big old Jesus flag out front, nobody knocks on the door. <laughs> yeah, know. remember that song from the from the 60s? They're coming to take you away. Ha ha. Ha ha. To the funny farm. I know. They yeah. they do. They think I've lost it anyway because I made the classic mistake of back back right prior to Trump winning 2016. I believed the vast majority that you know there was a I don't know what you want to call it. Um probably 100 prophetic words, prophecies, dreams and visions and I'd collected them. I'd collected them. Now, some of them are still valid. Because all they talked about is Obama, you know, ultimately coming back, being the Antichrist, et cetera, et cetera. Other ones of them actually prophesied that Obama wasn't going to leave. He was the last president. So I correlated 
these, you know, probably a hundred or more prophecies, dreams, and visions. I correlated them and I looked at them. I did the best I could to estimate the likelihood that they would probably be right, you know, all things considered. I considered T.D. Hale stuff. I considered oh, tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff. I mean, I could I could just list out probably three dozen names of different people and prophets and folks that we had on the program even. And um, so I I went ahead. I was so sure that Obama was going to be the last president that I went ahead and I printed out – I went to like vistaprint.com. I love that place. And I printed out – because you can make your own cards, and they're really good quality. And I printed out uh, uh, you know, the one side of the card said Jesus in red, and the other side of the card had a list of things that were going to happen prophetically. And one of the things I put on the back of the card was that Obama was going to stay in office and institute martial law because that's what a lot of the prophecies were saying, right? So I made the Dorcasaurus mistake of the century and actually went out and when my neighbors were hanging out in the cul-de-sac and started giving them these cards, figuring that I'm doing them a favor. But instead, <laughs> no one will come over to my house. <laughs> and they're like, there's something wrong with that guy. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. Coming to take me away, he he ha ha. To the funny part, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like okay, Life is beautiful you know, and it, and full of I charm. Know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And, and 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 my one neighbor, this is what I have to deal with. All right. So if you don't feel sorry yeah. for me now, yeah. If this yeah. doesn't make you feel sorry for me, then you have no compassion at all. <laughs> my next door neighbor, <laughs> who is a nice guy, by the way. But he's, you know, retirement age. Put up in his sign a custom-made sign. He made it himself. Big one, real big. And it said, God bless Dr. Fauci. And I had to drive past that, like, you know... You know, if I went to the dry cleaner, I went to the UPS store or whatever, you know, I, you know, whatever. I'm like coming back going, God bless Dr. Valdi. <laughs> and you know what? You, hmm. you, 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 can't, you can't go over and knock on their door. You know, you can't like, dude, have you lost your mind? You know, that's what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Sometimes you just, it's better to say nothing. And <laughs> Sometimes you feel like mind a nut. <laughs> Sometimes you don't. Yes. <laughs> All men enjoy right. not nuts. Mounds don't. <laughs> and then, of course, there's the Fig Newton song. How does that one go? Um, oh, yeah, I love that one. Ooey gooey, rich and chewy inside. Golden kicky, tender flaky outside. Put the inside in the outside, and it's good darn tootin'. It's a big, big Newton. Here's the tricky part. The big, <laughs> big Newton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I could That's go for what a the world Newton. needs. <laughs> I know. I could go for a fig Newton, but they don't go with keto, you know. Darn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, my whole refrigerators are all full of, like, slim, fast keto shakes. <laughs> Those things are expensive. Uh, <laughs> 
Nothing works for me. I look at food, I gain five pounds. I walk past a restaurant, I gain 13 pounds. I go back to the house, I'm like, what happened? I'm another size bigger. (laughs) You've got to stop looking at stuff. (laughs) I'm on a seafood diet. I see the food and I eat it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I know. Oh wow! Yeah, you're you're touching on so many topics um, earlier that uh, like my head is spinning, <laughs> actually getting tired, you know, uh, tired out <laughs> from my head spinning so much. So I got to calm down here, <clears throat> refocus, regain my uh, energy. So you know that uh, blizzard that came through, <clears throat> that, that's still going through. Okay, so originally, like a week out, a week ago. And even like four or five days ago, this this system was still like out in the Pacific, and it was like I suppose meandering back and forth, not really giving the forecasters a definite clue as to where it was going. And so, at, at that time here, they were still forecasting it might swing south and might hit us dead center, or it might go north. So you know, about two days out or three days, it started becoming more clear that I was going to go north of uh, where I'm at. And it, indeed it did. The, the bulk of the storm uh, slammed North Dakota and Montana, North Dakota, probably uh, branching over into Minnesota and stuff, just slammed them good. And um, <clears throat> so it's not unusual to have spring snows that way <clears throat> um, at various places in the country. And uh, so w- one thing that um, this, this may be as a side note here, but you know, um, 12,000 years ago, give or take, you know, uh, that ice age that had gripped the planet, you know, was starting to um, loosen its grip. And there was a slight um, a warming trend that was taking shape. And then uh, something happened to send it back into the ice age. And then it would take a lot longer for things to uh, loosen up, uh, melt away and all that stuff, you know, and to retreat back to what what we uh, basically find kind of like today or a couple hundred years ago, you know, when settlers are coming out this way. The Native Americans have been, lived here longer than that. Uh, what, what they inherited from their ancestors li- living here from 10,000 years ago kind of thing. So <clears throat> the point there is um, in the last hundred years, we have depleted what the previous 10,000 years has deposited in the forms of natural lakes, rivers, streams, watersheds, aquifers. In 100 years, we've almost depleted all of it and or ruined it. So like the whole western third of the United States is suffering from now from a mega drought, and there's no signs of it um, going anywhere, you know, of returning back to uh, r- rain and snow because we've depleted so much. Um, <clears throat> and our, our understanding of history, even ancient history, and, and the few people who do that are sounding the alarm or un- drawing the understanding of why things have gotten the way they, they are, fall on deaf ears because it's all about money you know money 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 that's what drives everything right the love of money is going to kill us all so you know our aquifers are being sold and and fresh 
freshwater lakes and stuff are being sold off by the shiploads to China, <laughs> you know. And so that's one major reason why our aquifers and freshwater lakes and rivers and stuff are depleted because we're selling off our fr- fresh water to people with the, the highest bidders, you know, to foreign countries. <clears throat> um, anyway, you can slice and dice and merchandise everything, right, and, until it finally kills yourself, you know. People that are in love, the love of money blinds them to their own eventual destruction. That's what we're seeing. Okay, We're seeing that. This endless pursuit of money, 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 power, 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 in the end will destroy those who lust after it. That's along, along with everybody else, you know, uh, except those that the Lord saves and preserves through it all. <clears throat> the remnant. Um, so those some things that I think about, you know, and I look at the world stage and uh, um, in your comments about Putin is incredibly smart, intelligent, wise. I would totally agree with you. Um, I've recently been going back to uh, you last time you wanted to know about (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. You can't handle (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. Most people can't handle could never handle the wisdom, the knowledge that's embedded within the Yu-Gi-Oh cartoon series. That's the original Yu-Gi-Oh, not the ones that followed afterwards, but the original Yu-Gi-Oh series. There is boatloads, tons of wisdom, ancient wisdom and knowledge embedded in that children's cartoon series. And Yu-Gi and Yu-Gi-Oh and the Pharaoh that embodies um, you know, kind of like emerges from the millennium item of the puzzle into the body of Yugi, okay, temporarily. Um, the wisdom of the Pharaoh is what I see, and in, in I've gone this past week back to watching the Yu-Gi-Oh! series from the beginning, and I think I'm on episode 19 now. <laughs> And there's a whole lot more episodes to come yet. But what what I'm seeing now is the wisdom portrayed in the Pharaoh in this series is the wisdom that is in Putin. When you study Yugi, um, the Yu-Gi-Oh series, you study Yugi when he gets up on stage to fight the duel to do a duel with somebody, and the pharaoh takes over. The wisdom of the pharaoh takes over, and now you've got a force to be reckoned with. It's no longer little, <laughs> tiny, shrimpy, little yugi, you know. This is the mighty pharaoh speaking, who 5,000 years ago fought this ancient duel with others, summoning forth the ancient monsters <laughs> and uh, spell cards and trap cards and stuff, who knows how to maneuver through these things in today's environment. Although the card game is now a card game, back then it was the real game, dealing with real monsters <laughs> and real trap cards and real spell cards. So that's how I picture Putin as the wisdom of the Pharaoh at his disposal. And the fact that he's 
built all these Christian churches throughout Russia extends beyond the wisdom of the Pharaoh. Or you could say the wisdom of Pharaoh under the guidance of like Joseph, for example, a man of God, Joseph. So um, the Pharaoh, when Joseph was there, Joseph had become like number two man in all of Egypt, the number two guy, and had become like a substitute Pharaoh. So the top Pharaoh regarded Joseph with such godly wisdom and knowledge and capability that it basically handed over the day-to-day affairs and even the strategic matters over to Joseph to deal with. So that's quite quite amazing when you deep dive into the story behind Joseph. And with that kind of power and capability and immense wealth of Egypt at Joseph's, of Joseph's disposal, Okay, let's back up to, well, let's see, let's fast forward, I wouldn't be back up, but fast forward to Moses. In Acts 7.22, it mentions that Moses was taught in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. That statement, that verse alone, is like <laughs> massive amounts of Mack truckloads of, of information in that one verse of what that means, that Moses was taught in all the wisdom of Egypt. Now, ladies and gentlemen, wrap your minds around what that one verse means, of what Moses was taught. And if Moses was taught that, as an heir to the throne, let's back up to Joseph being number two to the throne, with equal power and capability to the Pharaoh himself, which would mean to me that likewise Joseph was taught in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. That means he would have known, as Moses later on, hundreds of years later, he would have known that there were lands that extended beyond the great sea lands westward beyond the great sea and so he set up exploration parties of ships to sail across what we call the Atlantic Ocean today to sail across and find out what these lands are what they were and so in today's archaeologically discoveries, discoveries, we're finding out in the Grand Canyon that there are Egyptian artifacts and Egyptian hieroglyphics. <laughs> in other words, Christopher Columbus was not the first one to sail the ocean blue in 1492 to discover America. Joseph did long before. And Joseph being an Israelite and being second in command of Egypt, all of Egypt, almost like the Pharaoh himself, would have laid claim to the lands that he set foot on, laying claim to the Grand Canyon. And wherever else they would have explored beyond the canyon, laying laying claim to it for the kingdom of Egypt. So when you study ancient Egypt and all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and Joseph would have brought that with him, 
and laying claim, setting up, leaving behind artifacts, maybe even colonies, maybe uh, you know small colonies, to populate whatever lands they would have encountered to leave some people behind in colonies. We can only imagine, but the scientists, the archaeologists that uh, are digging into this, I'm sure they're finding out things, and they can't always bring their latest discoveries to the public light right away because as scientists, they need to like, like double verify, you know, peer review kind of stuff, you know. They just don't want to throw something out there and end up with a lot of egg on their face or have to eat a bunch of crow. I mean, they're scientists. They're, you know, hard-nosed scientists. They want to be, when they put something out there, they want to be uh, pretty doggone sure that they know what they're talking about, you know. So they could be sitting on a lot of, you know, cutting-edge breaking stuff that would blow apart the traditional teaching of mankind's evolution or who found America first kind of thing, Christopher Columbus or Joseph, Pharaoh of Egypt, okay? So if we then can connect Joseph, Pharaoh of Egypt, or second in command, to the United States of America, and wherever his foot walked upon, he claimed it for the kingdom of Egypt, then all the ancient prophecies in the Old Testament regarding Egypt also apply to the United States of America if you see my connection here, which in a sense draws in Yu-Gi-Oh! Because Yu-Gi-Oh! deep dives into a lot of ancient things. Now, I put together some things I want to read um, and then some things, if I can find them, um, some things I've written but not complete, and then I will ad-lib, you know, kind of go from there, and hopefully one day I'll maybe complete those things I began to write on uh, to bring it (laughs) to hope for one day a website. Wouldn't that be nice to put all the stuff I've learned over the years on a website? But it's, it's difficult for me to write it down because it's so easy to start at one point, but any given point in the narrative connects with multiple uh, multiple other points in the bigger story of things. So it's difficult for me to get focused on just one thing because it quickly branches off into multiple other things. That that each one of those points then branch off into multiple other things, and it's like, how do you condense this down into a point A to point B to point C storyline? Okay, into a sequential sequence of events when it's holistic, you know, multidimensional. Okay, so one point in the Yu-Gi-Oh series, not in season season one, I don't recall which season this begins with, but it's, the, the um, season is called Waking the Dragons. So one point along this, uh, there's an episode, and I want to read read um, an important. Remember that the pharaoh then embodies into the body of Yugi and takes over in the game. So this is where Yu-Gi-Oh! And, uh, is dueling with this old guy, probably in his 50s or 60s, and he's t- taken up this uh, game, okay, and he's called Yugi for a duel. 
So this is this old guy. And this is um, a point in the storyline that deals with the seal of the Ori Kalkos. <laughs> Believe it or not, I, I don't recall offhand, but there is such a, a type of a mention of that in Scripture, of such a, uh, of a, an occurrence. So this guy, this old guy, has this seal of the Oreocalchus on his forehead. Where else have we heard that? Forehead or the right hand? Okay. <laughs> so there are definite parallels, connections to Scripture throughout the Yu-Gi-Oh! series. Pharaoh, the age of destruction is here. The earth shall be shrouded in darkness, and your very soul shall fuel the force that devastates mankind. A great beast is now awakening from its ancient slumber to complete what it began centuries ago. But before this beast can arise, it must absorb enough souls. I would say, folks, has the age of destruction arrived to what should be clear to all students of biblical prophecy that we have definitely entered into the first seal? The first seal has already been opened. And we're staring into the abyss of the second seal being enacted. The beginning stages of the second steel seal are in play as we speak, as we can see in the news every day. The beginnings of opening of the second seal are in play already. And when, the, when it finally happens, when the red horse finally goes and takes peace from the earth through global war, even though NATO, see, the thing is, even though NATO... United States and NATO knows that they can't win against Russia. They've years ago run through simulations, war game simulations, and already determined that the United States cannot win against Russia nor China. Isn't that sad, folks? But you know what? That's computer simulations. What these brilliant strategicians in the military have not factored in is what if as a nation, we were to repent before the Most High God and seek his assistance, his help. As in when, during the formation of our nation, when George Washington many times would be on his knees in prayer before the Most High, in humble prayer. In my opinion, he was on his knees in prayer more than he was on his horse in battle. That's what wins the war, folks. Humility before God. Not who has the most weapons and the biggest, baddest weapons. And Yu-Gi-Oh! brings this out, too, in, in their way of saying it, in the heart of the cards. The heart of the cards. So the, many players play Yu-Gi-Oh! in trying to achieve power or fame, or fortune, but not in the heart of the, their cards. But Yugi and Yu-Gi-Oh, the pharaoh, have well understood from the beginning, from Yugi's grandfather, that it's in the heart of the cards. 
okay? So we can translate, translate that over into our hearts. Are our hearts, you know, in bigger and badder and more weapons or serving the Most High and humility, and humility and love unto one another? Okay, the heart of the cards. Where's our heart in? Attached to. Where's our love attached to? The love of money, or the love of power, or the lust of the flesh, or the eyes, or in serving our Heavenly Father, in loving Him and loving one another? Where's our heart at? Okay, so the heart of the cards. So the age of destruction is here. The earth shall be shrouded in darkness. Don't we see that more and more every day? More and more darkness being unveiled, revealed in actions and in deeds and in words. 24-7, it's becoming more and more dark. And your very soul, as Pharaoh's soul, shall fuel the force that devastates mankind. A great beast. So what is this great beast? In Yu-Gi-Oh, it's Leviathan is now awakening from its ancient slumber. So it's been slumbering for a long time, and to complete what it began centuries ago, that word centuries, I would, trans, would if I was writing this script, it would be millennia ago. But before this beast can arise, it must absorb enough souls. So this was, um, in watching Yu-Gi-Oh! was after 9-11, so it didn't take long for me in reading on various sites and articles on the Internet that 9-11 was clearly an inside job assisted by an outside interest. But more, more than that, beyond that, in connecting the dots in the dark side, um, you see, folks, my journey began even when I was a preteen. And it began uh, as far as waking up to the world around <laughs> around me and everybody else was the uh, family friend of my parents um, introduced a book to me called None Dare Call It Treason. And so that was my eye opener to a world of political intrigue and financial economic intrigue behind the scenes. And as I'm reading that book, you know, probably a preteen or very early teen, I was just aghast at all this stuff going on. So this is like, what, in the 60s, this book that I was reading. And uh, <clears throat> I'd always kind of like grew up. My mother was, uh, had been involved in a local newspaper and eventually became the ed editor and bringing home t so I could read um Back in those days, you had printed um, little tiny p or pamphlets or you know brochures from the senators, the representatives, that you could publish them in the, the papers if, if the editor wanted to, you know. So she'd bring them back to me so I could read them. And so I was always interested in politics. Um, but when I read that book, it really opened my eyes. And I remember... Um, during when, uh, um, oh man, I forgot his, I remembered his name and then now I forgot it. Um, I think the vice presidential candidate to 
his name is on the tip of my, was Stockdale, if I remember correctly, the vice presidential, um, vice presidential candidate, was his last name was Stockdale, but on World Wide Network TV during the debates back then, he told everybody in the world that the um, Gulf of Tonkin incident was a staged event. <laughs> My goodness, you know, on worldwide TV, everybody in the world can hear this. And he's spilling the beans that it was a staged event. It's false flag. That drug us to the Vietnam War, where Kennedy was in the process of getting us out, disengaging from Vietnam, and bringing, starting to bring uh, troops, advisors, etc., back home. The powers that be in this country and, and uh, at large didn't want that to happen. They wanted the Vietnam War to escalate it, it uh, beyond just you know billions and billions and billions in profits. That kind of money represents power. That kind of power represents the kind of power where you can you know, take down kings and raise kings, you know, or influence this or influence that the way you want. The best way to predict the future is to invent it or control it, finance it. Okay. So when you're dealing at that level of power, capability, money transfers, you know, just massive amounts of funds going all over the place to do what you want it to do, just like George Soros of today, okay, massive amounts of funds to uh, finance what he thinks the world should be and how it should be. So Stockdale, um, (laughs) man. Uh, if I remember the the presidential candidate, it's like, oh, man, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I'll mention it later on. But here's this Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay, so I'm going to go over here um, to something else. Okay. Um, this is a little something I wrote, and then I'll dig into Yu-Gi-Oh. In watching any movie or TV show or Internet presentation or in reading any book, magazine, or article, if there is any doubt or question, always pray beforehand. If and only if you receive the green light from the Holy Spirit, then proceed, but with prayer and the covering of the blood of the Lamb. And I would then add to what I wrote there, because some of this stuff gets you know, into the twilight zone, or as Yu-Gi-Oh would say, in the the shadow realm of things, right? Continuing, and this green light might be received a year later or longer, so be patient in waiting upon the Lord and trust him to direct and lead you into all his ways and understandings. If so, great insights can be gleaned in learning the knowledge, plans, and tactics of the enemy, and possibly in how we can combat it all. But there might also be areas and topics presented that are consistent with the Bible and can be used as a bridge in sharing the mysteries of Scripture with others, maybe strengthening the faith of some or leading others to Jesus for the first time. The enemy often embeds their knowledge, plans, tactics, and prophetic understandings into children and adult entertainment, but also through official and scholarly venues. 
If we can look beyond or sometimes underneath the veil of the presentation, we just might be able to determine the facts and truths from the leaven and lies embedded therein to rightfully divide. Jesus taught through parables, which were stories that usually had multiple levels of meaning. For most people in the listening audiences, the parables that Jesus taught were consumed for entertainment value. But for the few seeking deeper meanings of what Jesus taught, there was always much more to be revealed. Even Jesus' disciples would often ask him afterwards about the deeper levels of his teachings. Today, if you are a disciple of Jesus, then you too can ask him about the deeper levels of his teachings, as well as the entire Bible itself, as he is the living word of the written word. If Jesus were in the flesh today, no doubt he would be utilizing today's technologies to reach people all over the world with his teachings and invitations unto salvation. He would be working through books and magazines, newspapers, radio, TV, movies, and the Internet. And no doubt in today's highly charged and divisive atmosphere on almost every topic of discussion, he would probably be banned from some of the social media sites and even from many of the churches that bear and proclaim his name. And he did then... He, as he did then, he would also now challenge today's Pharisees and religious leaders of their leaven, lies, misteachings, and merchandising of God's word and miracles unto personal gain. In any event, getting back to Yu-Gi-Oh, there is another. Uh, there's a children's cartoon series. However, that one can construe as coming from the dark side, yet if so, must have been sanctioned by some very high ranking within the higher power structures of this world, because the outright revelations of such valuable information is not normally approved for consumption by the masses, but is held tightly by the elite as sacred knowledge. But then again, we are at that time spoken of 12-9, the time of the end. This particular cartoon series is Yu-Gi-Oh! The Lord did give me the green light to watch this series many years ago, and as I did so, I could not believe the amount of detailed revelations of everything that is normally hidden from the world. In fact, everything I witnessed in this series lines up with what the Lord has shown me in his word that is, Yu-Gi-Oh! does not conflict with God's word. Although, on the other hand, I would not show this cartoon series for Bible study or Sunday school classes, Yu-Gi-Oh! if shown and or discussed would have to be reserved for the ones who are very advanced in their knowledge of the deep mysteries in God's word. In short, Yu-Gi-Oh! starts out as an innocent card game that anyone can play. Seto Kaiba inherits his father's military arms manufacturing corporation and turns it into a high-tech virtual reality company promoting this card, card game. The monsters, and this will be in the Waking the Dragon series of episodes, the monsters appear to come alive in 3D holographic details based upon this high-tech projection capability. So it's... <laughs> 
this Sato Kaiba has a very sarcastic view on life, cynical, sarcastic, and understands pure power okay, of a global corporation and those who would try to unseat him and do away with him, whether through financial means, through stabbing in the back, or even through this card game. He's <laughs> quite, quite the uh, um, a character study. But one day, the monsters are real. And no one can believe it, certainly not the super pragmatic Seto. A breach was somehow made between our world and a universe of creatures parallel to our own. These creatures ranged from looking fairly similar to us to those menacing and odious. And from that point on, the series deep dives into the mysteries, including tie-ins with ancient Egypt and Atlantis. The series is extremely revealing. Uh, but one, one point I want to connect with here is that at some point there will be, if not already, a breach between our world and theirs. Compliments of CERN. And they will come for pouring forth into ours. And then quoting from Scripture, and men's hearts shall fail them for fear. As we get deeper and deeper into the end times and last days, the dimensions are collapsing. As the higher floors of the Twin Towers pancake down upon the lower floors and breaching, spilling their contents into our realm, Revelation 12, <laughs> and, and uh, we will witness this bizarreness more and more. So I'm contrasting how the floors of the Twin Towers pancake down one upon the top ones, down to the middle ones, down to the lower ones. Picture that as dimensions of the top dimensions pancaking down onto the middle dimensions, all down onto the lower dimensions, into our dimensional reality. What will you do when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a 40-foot menacing creature stands in front of your car on the freeway and you don't even have seconds to veer or brake? Or another creature appears in your backyard and helps himself to your barking for his dear life dog. Or the children are on the playground playing with cute little Pokemon monsters. Real monsters, not virtual. And they then transform into hideous, flesh-eating demons. At some point, folks, these Pokemons and Yu-Gi-Oh creatures and more will become real. There are certain creatures known as soul eaters. And just a slight glance at them is all they need to snatch your soul right out of your body into theirs, leaving your flesh body an inanimated husk. If you are not covered by the blood of Jesus and the word of your testimony, referring to Revelation 12:11, you won't stand a chance against any of them. Now a little more about this. Um, my youngest son began watching, became interested in Yu-Gi-Oh! because his friends at school, in grade school, were interested. So that's how he got interested. And in the beginning phases, I tried to discourage him, but when he got home, he wanted to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! cartoon series, and I tried to discourage him, but nothing I said or did could discourage him. So what I decided to do is watch it with him. And that's what, you know, as I... 
more and more watching it, and especially when it went into the series Waking the Dragons and deep diving into ancient Egypt and Atlantis, Professor Hawkins. <laughs> uh, he's one of these eclectic professors um, searching for Atlantis, and he's in this deep dive submarine, and he, he and his crew f- discover ancient remains of Atlantis deep in the ocean floor. <laughs> okay, <laughs> So I already knew about a lot about Atlantis already, and this is connecting with me. And how Atlantis connects with Egypt. And already knew some of that already, but Yu-Gi-Oh's taken it further. Because now they're connecting it with Dragon, known as Leviathan. And up to this point, I didn't know much about Leviathan. I knew that was in the Bible, but I, I didn't, you know, it was one of those, you know, topics that, uh, you know, I just didn't feel... Like I had the time or the resources or the inclination to deep dive in just who was Leviathan in scriptures and beyond and stuff. But Yu-Gi-Oh brought it out for me, <clears throat> brought tied it all together in a nice gift wrapped with a bow on top, understanding many topics, bringing it all together. And so <clears throat> um, Leviathan, the Bible has... Enough to be said about Leviathan, but also Rahab and also Behemoth. Okay. And what I hope to accomplish in uh, future shows here coming up is deep diving into these cohorts of Lucifer in launching his rebellion and his angel wars and what their roles possibly were, but what happened to them. Where are they now? What happened to them long ago? And when we hear this about um, this age of destruction and this force that will devastate mankind, a great beast is now awakening from its ancient slumber. This is is referring to Leviathan to complete what it began long ago. Well, what did it be? What did it begin to do long ago? What was it doing long ago? And before this beast can arise, it, arise, it must absorb enough souls. Remember, I was talking about a soul eater. So this beast is a type, maybe a top tiered. It didn't begin that way. God didn't create this beast as a beast to devour souls. But it became this way. And it must absorb enough souls. So after 9-11, I don't recall exactly when I started watching Yu-Gi-Oh! And then when it went into the Awaken the Dragons. And then when it came to this particular um, episode that I just read here about the awakening of Leviathan. But as I'm watching all this, I'm tying it in with 9-11. The 9-11 was more than just you know, <laughs> 19 Arab hijackers who didn't know how to fly jumbo jets, miraculously figuring out how to do so and slamming them into the Twin Towers and the Pentagon and over there in a field in Pennsylvania. Okay, <laughs> that kind of stuff. That's the official narrative. 
So, you know, 99% of the time the official narratives are outright lies or well-construed lies and fabrications and propaganda. So what's the truth? Yu-Gi-Oh! is the truth. (laughs) Okay. A children's cartoon series is the truth. So the objective here is we can understand that in order for the dark side to call forth this ancient beast, It must be fed to absorb enough souls to do so. Let us remember that King Solomon was also one who learned about the ways of ancient Egypt. It's uh, written and rumored that he was able to conjure up the dark forces. In other words... (laughs) He was in good standing to wage dual monsters, his own games, okay, against his opponents if he wanted to. He could summon them forth and then banish them. Now, in Christian circles, we just can't accept that, can we? Because we view King Solomon as being a godly man, full of godly wisdom and etc. And we view Moses as, you know, chosen of God to lead his people out of Egypt. How can we dirty his reputation that Moses learned all the wisdom of Egypt, including the dark side? And then backtrack all the way to Joseph, learning this stuff also. So you can learn this stuff, but not necessarily engage in it. You can learn about the dark side of finances and politics and military tactics, but you don't have to partake in it. Okay, so Moses was taught in all the wisdom of Egypt. So the first uh, two, three things that he did when he went back to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh had his top magicians there and priests, they were able to do the same thing that Moses did. Now, how is that? How could they duplicate the very same thing? Because that's the the magician tricks that they taught Moses in being taught in all the wisdom of Egypt. They taught him how to do that. So God was working through their very own magician tricks to bait them into hardening their hearts. God knew that their hearts were already hardened before him. But now he needs to show all of Egypt and the rest of the world just how hard the hearts of the Egyptian priests, magicians, and Pharaoh himself had gotten how hard their hearts were. He needed to draw that out of them in spades because oftentimes you'll find that those with the hardest hearts put on a good game for the rest of the world. They put on a good show of being magnanimous. Okay, think of Stalin. Think of Mao. Okay, to their friends, they were magnanimous, you know. (laughs) Um, But to their enemies or anybody that just, I don't like those people, 
worst enemy, right? The evil side comes out, which is a perfect reflection of Lucifer slash Satan. If you're on Lucifer's good side, you'll you will benefit from him being the god of this world. He will shower all the blessings of this world on you. Wealth, prosperity, health, riches and wealth you could never imagine. Um, you know, um, everything this world has to offer. He will be showered on you, bestowed upon you. But on his Satan side, okay, <laughs> when when the payment comes due, when it comes time for your soul to be consumed, the Satan side emerges, and the Grim Reaper comes for you. Okay, we've seen this in so many um, entertainment figures, movies, TV shows. Um, rock and roll legends, you know, where the Grim Reaper has come to them before their natural lives would naturally have been up. The Grim Reaper came from them early. There's any number of them we can point to. Where the devil came for his due. Now, in Yu-Gi-Oh! in the first season, the Dueling Kingdom uh, stuff, there's... <laughs> The here and now realm of dueling, but now he's up against uh, those characters that can take him and his but his friends into the shadow realm, and worse, can marry the soul while the person's body is in the normal natural realm. Their soul is in the shadow realm, and where the op- the bad guy can. Combine the soul to a card. So that person's soul is locked into a card, an inanimate object. Now, if you know about, read enough about the masters of the martial arts, the true masters in the Far East, I'm talking the true masters, they can project their thoughts into inanimate objects. If they want to take somebody out, they can project. They study their uh, the uh, the target. They find out his routine, his or her routine, and what objects they commonly touch. Okay, for example, like if they have a favorite coffee cup. So if the master can get hold of or remotely project himself to that location and and in, inject in, uh, into that coffee cup deadly thoughts, you know, deadly. So the next time the target takes a drink of coffee, you know, takes hold of that coffee cup and drinks a coffee, next thing you know, they're dead. Okay? <laughs> so these think, kind of things can happen. Um, Rats, I wish I had... More hours to talk. <laughs> this is so re- so revealing. Um, so next time, hopefully, I will have. I started writing about Rahab, which is one of the three um, of the dragon class, dragon class of creatures, with Lucifer being the great red dragon, Rahab, Leviathan, Behemoth. 
So something happened to Rahab to put Rahab out of commission. But Leviathan and Behemoth survived, but they are locked, phase-locked into our planet. And I will explain that, explain the connection of 9-11 to the rising of the great beast dragon of Leviathan, which connects with Revelation chapter 13. <laughs> it's amazing, folks, how Yu-Gi-Oh connects with all this stuff. Wow, in the secret words, to, to explain this. In the secret words, too, as well. Exactly. Yeah, praise exactly. God. Yep. Yeah, yep. So it is It is definitely worth making a note um, uh, for uh, Brother Lauren's next um, program, which will be the same time next month, because, you know, while he is definitely, you know, while he's building up, you know, little by little by little, you know, to to this, this let me just tell you something. When you get to the punchline of this, of this story, when he works his way into it, you're going to be like, wait a minute, that's amazing. And then what I'll do is once he gets to that place where he gets to the sacred words and all that kind of stuff, then I will uh, share with you a testimony that uh, aligns to it that I've shared in the past on prior shows that very well may uh, coincide. And it, you know, coincide is the, is, the, is the root word, if you will, of coincidence. It, and I don't think it's a coincidence. I really don't. Um, and so it's very much worth your while to um, to uh, mark your calendar and allow Lauren to work his way through this for you so that you're able to um, see the connection. And then I can actually share the part of my life and the coincidences that happened to me that appear. It, it all kind of goes back to that concept when I mentioned that um, – that I believe that the two witnesses and the, um, you know, when, when Brother Larry told me, now he's in heaven now, but when he told me that when you get there, they're going to take you into a room and ask you, do you want to go into eternal rest or do you want to take the mission? Do you want to take the mission, John? So there is a, co you know, where Lauren is coming in. Lauren's coming in from way over here, and I'm going to come in from the opposite side, and we're going to pull right in together, and it's going to line right up, and it's very exciting because it speaks of all volumes about possibly one of the greatest mysteries that uh, has never been told. Praise God. And if it is, if our estimations of this are accurate, uh, boy, is it going to change the dynamics of the um, great tribulation for the people who are part of the tribulation saints and the great harvest. Harvest. Praise God. So thank you, Brother Lauren, for joining Tell, us tonight. Uh, John. Mark your, John, mark uh, your calendars. Yep. I got to go to bed. I got to yep. stop. <laughs> okay, what what do you want to say? Uh, let me let me just hear. Well, okay, in a, in a somewhat <laughs> recent survey, a lot a lot of Christians have, have uh, don't even read their Bibles. They've ventured away from their Bibles, right? Oh yeah, well, no, it's you're because twenty-five percent. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so it's because there's for them the the pastors, the teachers, etc. have not found the way to connect modern times events that are unfolding directly to scripture as well as what we're talking about this show but we're going to deep dive into just how these things do connect and that the bible god's word is very much alive and relevant for our time today it's time to get on board this train folks 
Okay. <laughs> Amen. And by the way, Lauren, uh, I'm going to be flying you down from uh, the Dakotas, uh, and you are going to go to work for me tomorrow. So, um, uh, so try to disguise your voice like me, and I'll show you how to use Zoom. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, all right. God bless you all. Make a note. Yeah. God bless you. And thank you. And, um, uh, and, and make a note on your calendar, uh, for the, um, let's see if it's the, yep. It's the second Wednesday of May. Let me take a look. Oh, 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 Lauren, that inter, yeah. guess what? That intersects with my forced trip to Atlanta. I'm dorked. I can't even do a Wednesday show that well, that week. I'll know what I'll do. I'll give you. I'll give you, you, give you my. Well, we could roll it forward another month, but I'm just saying what I could well, do I mean, is if you, dude, chill, chill. I know this Yu-Gi-Oh stuff gets you very, very excited, and you're just about to pee your pants. But just hold on for a second, okay? <laughs> yeah. All right. The, what about the 27th? You want to take my date on the 27th? It's it's, it's uh, one two Wednesdays from now. You want to take it? Well, Can May, you do it? May um, 18th or 25th, yeah. It would be Wednesday, April 18th, 25th. The, it would be the – now listen closely. We're already in, we're already like in I, April. Oh. I'm trying yeah. desperately, like with all of my heart, from the bottom of my very being to oh, communicate yeah. with you. You're so pumped up on Yu-Gi-Oh, you are not <laughs> hearing a word I am saying. All right. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Sakes alive, dude. Okay. I'm yes. saying I'll say yes. that would you be interested? Let me check my calendar and be absolutely sure. Would sure. wait, wait a minute. Double check in because I got to focus my eyes. I'm very, I'm a tired old man that has to work and get up very early and gets maybe three hours of sleep. So just give me a second. Okay. Here. Okay. Hold on. Uh, Lauren on the 13th, the 20th, the 27th. Wait a minute. Why did Nancy put Wayne Fowler there? I don't understand that. No, no, Wayne Fowler cannot have that date. No, that no, you no. I'm I'm going to have to push back on Nancy on that one. All right. So anyway, uh, please tell me. Oh no. Oh, calendars, 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 schmalenders. Nancy, did you promise Wayne? The 27th of April, she does that sometimes. She just kind of grabs the calendar dates and says, I'm going to take this date and give it to some brother or so-and-so. And I'm like, no, don't do it. She's And I don't even know if she's answering. Yeah. Yeah, what, yeah John, whatever works out, I'll be here. Yeah, I'm going to have to sort it out and on, on top of everything else that I got going on here. I'm because uh, yep. Nancy, it looks like Nancy's gone to bed. So, um That's I'll fine. have to fiddle-faddle with that and I'll try to you know get back to you because if brother Wayne did not take that date, it was supposed to have been my day, the 27th of April, which is a Wednesday, two Wednesdays from now. We got Robert Vandrius Mitchell yep. next Wednesday, and then it would be the following yep. Wednesday. And I'm more than happy to let you continue forward with this because it's, it is an amazing story. And definitely share with people also um, 
Well, I think you'll probably work your way into it. I just know how you are. You, yeah. You, you, yeah. And that's okay. I won't, I won't push you because, you know, that would be silly. All right. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I'll, I will do my best to try to get with Sister Nancy and figure out what she did with the 27th. And then we'll see, see what we can do there because I'm being forced to go to Atlanta for a company meeting on the week of May the 9th, 9, 10, 11, and 12. I got to be there. I'm, like I said, I'm I'm not a traveling kind of guy anymore. I don't want to do it, but I don't have a choice. I got to have a job or I don't have a radio show. So anyway, praise yeah, God. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I will talk to you soon, and I will try real bet. hard to get in touch with Nancy and figure out what she did with the 27th. And I'll let you know. No problem. You bet. All right. Praise God. Talk to you soon, brother. All right. And you bet. Uh, God, God bless you all. Wednesday, we'll see you Friday night at the prayer vigil if I survive that long. God bless you all. Thank you for praying for me. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and I do mean if I survive that long. <laughs> praise you Jesus. Bet. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure until you come back for your bride to set her free. Write our names in your book of life. We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice. As we lift your name on high. Renew our mind. Renew our soul. Remove the scars from our past. And be most righteous. We rebuke all deceptive lies. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. Until you come back for your bride to set her free. Watch us as we trim our wicks. Our lamps are full. Our hearts are light. Like those five wise virgins we will be. Your bride awaits the Patiently. Longing for that blessed sound that will rise. The churches gather. We're praying that we're worthy, Lord. 
to join her family. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? We will endure, and while we wait, we will bring forth the fruit of the light of Christ. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then, we will endure Until you come back for your bride And set it free 